Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken Cairns. Don't forget to hit me up on social media, on Instagram, at sportscard underscore lessons. If you want to email me, it's sportscardlessons at gmail.com. You can also find me on YouTube by searching Sports Card Lessons. Whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube, if you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend, spread the word. Happy Friday, everyone. I hope everyone's excited for the weekend. I am really pumped. Uh, to me, it's like show season, right? This weekend will be four straight shows, four straight weekends with shows. Um, I started out with two locals in Connecticut, two local shows, uh, two weekends in a row. Uh, last weekend, I did the primetime New England card show at the Mass Mutual Center in Springfield. Uh, which was really awesome. I'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, and which was even really cool is we did a, or they did, uh, a trade night um, Saturday night at the Basketball Hall of Fame, which was really cool. It was in Springfield. Uh, it went from like 7 to 11. They had the final four games going on, uh, the men's final four. And if you've been to the Hall of Fame, when you come in on the, the first level, there's like a bunch of restaurants and stuff. And just past that, there's a big basketball court. And we actually set up trade night right in the basketball court. Um, big screen TVs going, games were playing, a lot of people came in. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I tend, I know people get really excited about the trade shows on uh, the trade nights. I kind of shy away a little because I don't have, you know, when I go to these trade nights and people show up with their cases, they usually bring the best of the best. And I really don't have, well, I'm starting to get it, but up until this point, I really don't have that kind of fire. The fire I have, I have in golf and tennis and other sports and a lot, usually it's basketball and football. I'm starting to gain, you know, I'm really gaining my stride with football, picking up a lot of, uh, bigger cards now. Um, but in the past, like uh, people, uh, of course, they're nice. They go through your case. They're looking and like, hey, yeah, this is nice. That's nice. And then they move along. And there's really like I've never uh, up until this past week and I've never made a trade or a sale at a trade night. And I've been to a handful of them. So I generally shy away. Uh, but this one, uh, I told my my good friend Rob, who was uh, who was hosting the show um, at Sports Card Therapist, I said I'll come up. You know, anything if you need me, let me know. I'll do whatever I can for you. If not, I'll bring my case and I'll walk around. So it was kind of cool. They had tables set up, uh, so I grabbed the table, you know, and and people were laying their cards out on the table. At first, I walked through, saw what everybody else had, and I said, well, this is kind of cool, right? You, you you lay people are putting their cards out of the table, so. I mean, you could just come up and look. Now, all the cards I had, I was ready for the show the next day. So everything I had was already labeled and priced. And they were show priced. 
you know, obviously uh, negotiable on everything. So I laid out my cards um, and people came around and it, and it was just, it was fun. And a few times I said, people, you know, I said to people, you see what you like, you know, if you let me check out your case, you know, maybe we'll make a trade. I actually made a few sales. People just wanted to, to buy the cards, uh, which I did. But what was really cool was, you know, sometimes you feel, um, sometimes I feel like I'm in, in, in my own lane. And I've talked about this before that I have uh, such a buffet of different kinds of cards. Um, but now people are getting to know me and they know what I have and why I had my cards laid out on the table twice in that night. One person came over and said, hey, I hear you're the guy that's got, you know, the, the, the great golf cards over here. Now, I hadn't even taken the golf cards out of my case. I just put out uh, uh, football. That's all I put out because I, that's really what people are looking for. And I was like, oh, yeah, definitely flip my case open. They went through it, started talking. I just thought to myself, that's great. Like people are getting to know who I am and identify me saying, go talk to this guy. And later in the night, somebody came over and said, somebody said, you've got tennis cards. I said, oh, definitely. They pulled the cards out. They went to the cards. They actually bought a tennis card from me. So again, people are starting to identify what what I'm doing in the hobby. I, I may have kind of my own lane, but I'm happy in that lane. And I'm happy that people are starting to 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 identify, you know, what I'm doing in that lane, which which to me was really cool. You know, sometimes you, you know, you get involved in things and you say, hey, I, you know, I, I, people are starting to notice. And, and to me, that was just such a great feeling that made my whole night. I, I went home with a smile that whole night, just just knowing that people are knowing who I am in the hobby, what I'm doing in the hobby and referring me to other people. I just thought that was that was really awesome. So the trade night was great. Made a few sales on the trade night. A lot of people showed up. And, and I would have to imagine the next time uh, uh, the show, this uh, the primetime New England show was at the Mass Mutual Center in Springfield. And I'd have to imagine the next time that that show is in Springfield. This is the second time I've done this show. The first one was in January and then this one. I'd have to imagine that this this trade night at the Basketball Hall of Fame will become, you know, something that's that's going to be reoccurring because I just think it was just such an awesome experience to go in there. Um, so this weekend, fourth show in a row. This weekend um, um, at the Garden State Trading Show at the La Quinta Inn and Suites in Secaucus, New Jersey. Now this is going to be the third time I'm doing this show. This show is always a banger. Uh, I, I've talked about this show on another podcast that this was my first show that I did as a vendor, a real show, like a big boy show as a vendor. And I was blown away that from, from the minute those doors opened at nine o'clock to four o'clock, like literally it was nonstop people. Uh, I did not, could not feel my feet, could not feel my legs. I mean, just standing in one place all day, just talking and talking and talking and talking. It was just unbelievable. The conversations I was having with people that, that was the moment that I said, I really like this hobby that I'm really all in on this hobby. It was that day at the end of that show that I said, yes, 
I, I could do this. I really enjoyed myself. So this show, you know, it's, it's a little special to me, you know, because I like this show. The first, first big show I did is the third time I'm going to be doing it now. And every time I do it, it, it's the best show as far as sales, as far as moving things, as far as trading up, all of the above happen at this show. I'm really excited uh, to be doing this show this weekend. And, and, and it's one of those where you got to make sure everything's priced correctly. Everything's visible. If this is a number to something, you got to have it on there because there's so many people there. Really, when you have that many people at your table, people can look over, but that I, I think that they miss so many things. So that's why if you ever come to my table at a show, um, I have a label maker. It's great big letters. It'll say this is 24 or 50 and this is how much it is. Uh, so when people are looking over somebody else's shoulder, they don't have to start asking me, hey, how much is this or that? Or maybe not even not even see it at all. So I have my things labeled uh, really well so people know exactly what it is, what it's number two and, and, and how much it is. Um, they also at the show, uh, this is the last show. He always has lots of celebrities. I mean, more celebrities than it's just unbelievable, the amount of celebrities. And that's why I think it brings in so many people too. Um, always has wrestlers, WWE, AWE wrestlers, uh, UFC fighters. Um, I know personally, I'm excited. Nisha Tate, uh, I know old school UFC fighter, but she's making a comeback now. Um, she's going to be there. And I've got a few things I'm looking forward to getting autographed. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I had UFC stuff in my case. And I early on, I was a huge UFC guy. It wasn't collecting. I just watched it. Just loved it. Loved watching it. Loved the women. Um, and I think what's happened with UFC is so hard now to carry them in your case. Uh, and I was talking about this this weekend with somebody else because they were old school Anisha Tate fan too. Um, I was never a big Ronda Rousey fan. Um, and I was happy when Misha Tate, you know, finally won. Finally, because she, she couldn't get through Ronda, but she got through Holly Holmes and, and won the title. Um, but there was only so many fighters back then uh, men and women. I, I think the tough thing with the UFC now is there's so many fighters. There's so much depth, so much depth in UFC. And, and it's, it's hard to put these cards in your case, unless they're, you know, the uh, mini goats, uh, in, in your case, a anybody, I mean, you can prospect all you want, but what happens is when a fighter loses the, their, the price of their cards go way down. But then when they win, the prices never really go up that much. I purchased fighters that I really believed were going to win. They'd win their fight. I would mark up the price, and I couldn't sell them. Like people were coming in and saying, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to pay that. I'll pay this, but I'm not going to pay that. I make a bad decision on a fighter. The fighter loses. Now I'm trying to get comps for it. And they're like, are you kidding me? That, that guy lost last night or he lost last weekend. I'll only pay half comp on that. Who knows if they're ever going to get their get their shot again. So I find UFC to be, to be uh, a tough sport to carry in your case. And what I notice is a lot of people, including dealers, see the UFC in my case and say, Oh, I see you have UFC. You want to buy 
and then they're pulling five, six, eight cards out. They're all trying to dump them because nobody's buying these cards. There's only a handful of cards people are trying to buy. Uh, and, and everything else has got terrible value on it. I probably have 10 or 12 UFC cards in my case. And I maybe probably sold three, probably at 15 total, and probably have sold three over the last you know, however many months I've been doing this. So I think that uh, for me, I'm going to be like these other people that if I can sell out my UFC and get past it, I certainly will. Uh, another another big name, if you're into wrestling, the female Tony Storm, uh, WWE wrestler, she's going to be there this weekend. I have a few things of hers too. I don't know how many, I don't know how many, People, are, you know, how much time I'm going to have to get people to sign anything? But I'm telling you, I'm going to meet Misha Tate because this is this will probably be the one and only time I'll get to meet her. So even if I have to get get somebody to watch my table for a little bit while I hop in line and get that, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, as far as the shows go, um, I just want to throw a huge thank you out. You know, my guy Rob good friend, sports card therapist. Um, you know, when I was new to the hobby and he said, we can do shows together. We kind of, we kind of talked about being partners and doing this. And I said, yeah, this is great. I mean, I think this will just work out fine. You know, I thought in my mind, it was pretty common. I thought that most people, you know, did, did these shows with other people that they had, they had partners, they did it with, you know, as I'm going through this, I realize they don't. I mean, I realize it's kind of a loner. People are like loners unless, unless you're doing it with your husband or your wife or your, your son or your daughter or, you know, yeah, like people, a lot of people do this on their own. They have people come, you know, to with them. And I see a lot of kids at these shows with a parent, you know, that are not happy to be there, just completely not happy to be there, bored out of their mind. But the, you know, the, the, I understand you need somebody there with you. You want to go to the bathroom. You want to do anything. I mean, you need somebody to watch your table if you're going to walk away. And I didn't realize that. And now after I've been in this hobby a little while, I realize, you know, how valuable it is. So valuable to have a show partner. Uh, not only to be there to help set up or to watch your table, but just to bounce things off of, uh, you know, I, I don't know as much and I'll be the first one to say, um, I don't know as much about the hobby as a lot of other people. Uh, I, and what I do is I'm always asking for advice. I'm always asking questions because this is how I'm learning. I don't know as much, but every week I, I, I know more than I did the previous week because I'm always learning. I'm always learning. I'm always asking questions, but I'm, I'm figuring out how to use the resources around me. It, you know, if, if there's something that I, and I'll give you a, for instance, I had a, a guy come to my table this past weekend uh, and he had this really nice Trevor Zagris upper deck portraits. It was a black to 25. Um, was selling the card and I love the card. I, we talked about this last week that I wanted, you know, the, this was one of the guys that I want to kind of put in my PC. And I mean, it was to 25. The price was seeming right. There was really no comps on it. 
and, and I was looking the card over and over, you know, pulled my phone out, blow it up, take some pictures. Something told me that just get a second opinion on it. I don't see the cards as well as other people do. And that may be my age, my eyes. Um, so I asked my, my, my show partner, I'm like, hey, Rob, take a look at this card. You know, tell me what you think. How do you think it would grade? And he looked it over and he said, look, I see a little dot here, a little mark here, and I see a print line, there. things that I didn't see. And he saw them right away. And then moving the card into a different angle, into the different light, I was able to see exactly what, and I said, okay, great. And, you know, and I said to the guy, thanks, but no thanks, because if I buy it, I want to grade it and I want to put it in my, you know, put it in my PC and I, and I, Without without the help of somebody else, I would have bought this card. I would have sent it out for grading, and it probably would have come back an eight or a nine. And I would have probably been disappointed and tried to move it and then end up buying one that, that was graded. So in this in in this situation here, it was a huge help. It's just a huge another set of eyes, another and just somebody else taking a look at from a different angle um, was really helpful to me. So there's so many things, so many things in the hobby that I'm thankful for my show partner to be there that, you know, we're able just to just 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 to keep doing this together. And, and it's working out so well. And for the most part, we're in different lanes in the hobby, uh, almost completely different lanes. So we're not stepping on each other's feet. We're not stepping on each other's sales what i what he has in his case is completely different from mine so it works out really well so thank you thank thanks to rob there uh whew. so moving on really kind of today's episode right now um deals with people i i, I have to talk about this i have to bring this up and what i'm noticing that there's really two type of people, two types of people. That there's there's people who love the hobby, and people who see this as a business. And there's really there's really no in between. If you're telling me you you love the hobby and you're in, in it for the hobby, then you're in it for the hobby. And 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 if you're in it for the money and every nickel and dime and dollar is so important to you in this, it's a business. It's a business. And, and I tried to tell somebody this this weekend and they didn't listen to me. And I said, look, I have a computer business, right? I, I love computer. I love what I do. I've done this my whole life. I love computers. I can fix any computer. I can program any computer. I can do anything with a computer. But at the end of the day, it's a business. I'm doing it to make money, right? And as much as I love my business, there are times I give my time away. I will give parts away. If I think someone's in need and they can really use a helping hand, I'll be the first one to give it to them and help them out. You're not going to, you don't see this. You don't see this type of attitude in the hobby. You see people that are in the hobby and, hobby and love the hobby. And even if you need something or they need something, you'll see people come over. Hey, can you have a pen? pen? Can I borrow some? tape can i do this can i do that hey can you help me out my case is broken do you know how to fix anything and like people are willing willing to help each other which i don't deny there but then it comes to the money aspect of it and there are people in this business that cannot 
do a deal and not come out on the higher end. They just can't do a deal and, and not come out making money on it. If they're not, if they're not getting the better part of this deal, there's no deal to be had. A few weeks ago, case in point, um, I did a deal at a local show. I did a deal with a guy that had a card that I really liked, um, that I wanted. And the way I looked at it, and, it, and it's me, whether it's right or wrong, I felt I can pay up for this card because I love this card. I want this card. And it's going to go in my PC. And even if I decide to sell it, I think down the road, it, it could gain some, some, some steam and be worth more. But even if it isn't, I like this card enough that it would stay in this case right here behind me and I would enjoy looking at that card. So I made the deal with the guy. I probably overpaid by a couple hundred dollars, which not, not that not that much, maybe 150, 175, somewhere in that range. And he knew he was getting a good deal. And I said, you know, you're getting the best part of this deal. He goes, yeah, but this is a great. And I said, I know. I said, I don't mind doing it because I really like the card. So I made the deal. So then the next week I see the guy, he's coming to me with this lopsided deal saying, oh, I got this car. I say, yeah, it's a nice car. Oh, well, I got to get this month. I'm into it for this. And I got it. And I'm like, well, I'm good. No, no, no. Well, I thought maybe we could, I could trade you this for that. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I mean, I'm losing on the deal. I mean, if we go by comps and what it is, you know, you should be get paid. You should, we should swap the cards and you should pay me money. He's like, no, 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 that's not the way we, okay, well, I'm all set. And he was kind of annoyed at me that, and I I thought to myself, maybe he thinks I'm an idiot. Maybe he thinks that I'm going to give all my stuff away. And then fast forward to this past weekend, same thing. Hey, what are you looking for? Looking to make a deal? Well, of course you're looking, you're coming right to me. But if you want to make a deal, you can't have the best part of the deal the whole time. Not all the time, not in this hobby. The hobby's not about, if it's a hobby, it's not about making money, right? It, it, you can make money in the hobby, right? And use that or trade up or do things like that. But you can't, if you're really in this for the hobby, you can't expect to be on the 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 better side of the deal all the time. You can't expect to be getting paid 100 or making one, two, three, four hundred dollars $400 over comps all the time. Because if you are, in my opinion, it's a business. It's not about the hobby anymore. It's about a business. Uh, it's not about getting the cards that you love because that's really what a hobby is about, right? Getting the cards that you love and then trading up for another card you liked even more than the last card. So just just my opinion, but you know there there are people that that are here or in it only for the money, and we know who those people are. I I can even go back. I can even tell you another story that uh, you know when I first started out. Uh, a friend of mine who had a, a table at a show couldn't make the table, couldn't make it that weekend. He said, "Hey, you want to take this table for me? I've already paid for it." I said, "Sure." I set up at the I set up at the show. It was all set up before it even started. You know these guys they come running around, and I was the new guy. I was like the shark in the you know I was I was the chum, and the sharks were all coming around because I was the new guy at a local show, at this local show. And uh, this guy came around and he had the app on his phone. I think it was the alt app. He's taking a picture of a particular card and he's looking it up, looking it up, looking up the comps. Uh, I had it in the case for, I think, 380. 
And I knew, you know, the comps on it were 350. And he said, can you do 320 for it? I said, no, I can't. I can do 350. And he asked again and again, back and forth. He goes, well, he goes, the best, the most I can give you is 340 for it. I said, okay, we'll make the deal. Go ahead and take the card. Well, wouldn't you know, halfway through the show, I'm talking with customers and this guy comes, he's like, come here, I need to talk to you for a minute. He's got the card in his hand. I'm like, what is going on? I'm thinking to myself, was the case cracked or something? It's a, it was a Tom Brady card. It was, and it was a PSA. It was a PSA card, is a, a PSA nine. So, and we all know on the PSA, it says exactly what the card is on it. And he calls me aside and he says, "Hey, you you sold me this card. It's not what you told me it was." I said, "Well, I didn't tell you anything. You're the one that looked it up on your app and you found the comps for it." And you made me the offer. He goes, well, it's not a refractor. I said, well, of course it's not. Because if it was, it would say it right on the label. He said, well, it's not a refractor. I, I paid way too much for it. And I said, no, you didn't. You paid $10 less. The comps on it were. And then I pulled up the refractor version of it. It was $570. I'm like, so really, you really thought you were going to get a $570 card for $240? He goes, well, that's what I thought it was. I said, well, that would have been a really good deal, wouldn't it? Back forth, back forth. And he was adamant that I said, look, I'm not going to stand here and fight. I took the card back, made sure it was the same card, checked the, the PSA serial number. I gave him his money back and sent him on his way. Here was a guy that bought a card. He got it for $10 under comp. He went and put it in his case. And then somebody came around because he was trying to sell the card for $500. And somebody came to his table and said, what, why are you, that, that's not a refractor. Why are you trying to sell it for that much? Now he wants to return it because he didn't get the best end of that deal. So again, people in people in the show, people at the shows, there's people who love this hobby and, and, and love how it works. And there's other people that it's all about the money. Uh, so we'll move on to our deal section. So deal of the week was the, the, the deal that never happened this week. Uh, you would think at a really big show, there would be uh, a lot of deals going on. And there were a lot of a lot of guys came with a lot of cards and some of them came with absolute fire. I mean, they're pulling cards out, 10, 15, $20,000 cards, uh, which is way out of my lane. That's, that's, I'm nowhere near that right now. Uh, and then there were other guys pulling out 25, 30, $40 cards, which kind of is below what I'm doing now in my case. Um, I had one guy, I started working on a deal, uh, which was just kind of a funny story. Uh, he had a 2016 Tom Brady purple scope to 99. It was a PSA nine. It's a nice card. I went through his whole case. I saw this card. Um, I said, what are the comps on this? What are you looking to get? He said, oh, the comps are five. I could do three. And I said, okay. So I took, you know, pulled out the app. I looked it up. I looked it up on the comps on eBay and on the alt app. And, and I saw that one of the cards just sold for $373. There was one that sold at 289, one that sold at 313. Um, so I thought to myself, this is kind of a nice card. I'm like, really, what's the best you can do on it? He said, the best I could do is three. And I said, 
to myself that that there is a fair price for me to buy that card fair price i like the card i would probably bring it home put it in my pc because i just like like the card and it was graded and i said yeah yeah i could do that i could do that i pulled out my wallet i pulled out three hundred dollars and he's looking at me he's like three thousand dollars i said what he said no it's three thousand dollars i said three thousand dollars and i pulled it back up on my phone again and i said how is it three thousand am i missing something he started getting a little annoyed with me. I'm showing him the eBay comp of the card. And I said, this is the same card, right? And he goes, well, I don't know. That's your phone. And I said, well, I, I, I don't want to argue with you here. I said, I just I, I just want to understand. Help me understand. I said, is this, is this what I'm looking at or am I missing it? He said, no, the cards, I can do $3,000 on it. And I said, what number is the card? And he told me the number. And I looked back at the eBay comp I had. It was the exact same number. And I looked at him and I'm like, this is the exact same card that just sold a few weeks ago for $373. So it's not me, is it? And he said, no, it's me. But the card's still $3,000. So on eBay, he's got the same card listed for $3,999 on eBay. And he had just bought it a month earlier for $373. It, it, to me, it was just a strange moment. I didn't understand. I didn't want to argue with anybody, but it was just a strange moment. Like, you know, didn't didn't know what to say. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, thank you, thanks, appreciate it. But I I, I can't imagine how somebody spent under four hundred dollars and expected to get four thousand or three thousand dollars for a card a few weeks later. That that to me would have been uh, the sale of the century, I guess, for him. Uh, in my in my other deal, uh, we talked about it earlier, the uh, Trevor Zagris card, which I never ended up purchasing. Um, and I didn't even make an offer. The, the price he was offering me was a good price. And I knew he had the card because I was we were talking to a mutual friend earlier in the morning that sets up at a table, a dealer. And I knew he had the card. And I said, come by uh, later. I'd, I'd be interested in taking a look at it. Uh, and he came by very late in the day. So I knew he had a table set up and I knew that would have been a hot card. So I, I what really made me think twice about that card and really have somebody else put a set of eyes on it is why hasn't he sold it already? Why, why didn't the car say hasn't it sold? Because a lot of people came to my table asking for hockey stuff and I just didn't have it. And I had, you know, lower end stuff, but nothing higher end. So I just thought, why? Why hasn't that that card sold yet? So I knew there was probably uh, a little issue with that card. Oh, teachable moments this week. Look, it's it's okay not to get the deal done. You know, it, it, if you're unsure, uh, hopefully you have people around you that you can trust like I do. Um, it's so valuable if you have people you can trust. And if you're still not sure, um, I always say, you know what, let me get your information. I can hit you up later. You know, if you're feeling pressured or you've got that gut feeling that says don't do it, uh, that other feeling that thinks that this great deal is walking away, try to, try to suppress that.
because I see that all the time. I see people when a deal starts to walk away, they start to be like, oh, my God, I, I needed that. I needed to get that card. Now it's walking away. And, and you really put yourself at a disadvantage when the card is walking away and you're calling somebody back. Let people walk away. They'll come back. I've done it at a show. I've done people come up and I say, you know what? The best I can do on that card is a hundred dollars. You know, number one, um, nobody else here is going to buy it because I'm the only guy here that's got golf. I knew that at, at this particular show. And he walked around and tried to pedal this card to everybody else. He was trying to get 200. And at the end of the day, he came back and sold me the card for a hundred. Right. I, I could have worked my way up to 150 to 175, but you know what? It, if if I'm the only person in here that's going to be interested in that card, then the price should be my price. And then if he wants to accept that, that's fine. But it's okay to let the, let let the deal walk away. It's okay. Uh, there's so much so much going on at, at shows. There's so many people, so many things going on. Um, I've made bad decisions at shows, and I've really come to in my mindset is it's okay to let it, let that deal walk away. I take people's information. I'm saying, look, there's a lot going on. You know, they're asking good money for the card. I'm really interested in it. Let me, you know, hit me up on Instagram. Let's, let's talk. You know, we can talk later. Give me a number. I'll call you, whatever. But I just, I have too much going on right now to make that decision. Um, and, and another thing I like to do, I try to do is just stick to, graded stuff, something with solid comps, something I can look at. So I'm not making any mistakes. And I know a lot of people know there's people I see take the cars, they open them up, they look at the car and they know right away, there's a $200 car. It's a $400 car, a $700. I'm not like that. And even if I was, even if I said, oh, I think that card's a $250 car to me, I have to look it up and look it up in two different places just to make sure, because I don't want to get burned on a car. So I like to buy stuff that's graded, has solid comps. And and even if I'm not sure, even if I can't find a good comp, I usually have my show partner right next to me. I can ask and I'll get some great advice from him. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please tell a friend, spread the word. If you have comments, questions, or even a suggestion for a show topic, or just want to reach out, Hit me up on social media. If you're on YouTube, comment below on Instagram at sportscard underscore lessons or email me at sportscardlessons at gmail.com. I'll be back next week and I'll give you the rundown from uh, the uh, Garden State show. Until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you.